Minneapolis resident says he is giving up on the place he's called home for more than 30 years. What happened during the 4th of July holiday week that he calls the final straw? Next. Matt Golseth is my guest. Matt, thank you for being here. Thank you. Let's say it was anything but a quiet 4th of July week where you live near the West Bank of the U of M. But this is actually after all of the chaos that that followed the evening of the 4th of July, a couple days later when this happened. Tell us about just a morning walk uh, that you took and that took and this was on Thursday. Yeah, it's it kind of frustrating as you know how the heat was built up over the weekend. And, and I, I call it San Diego weather where it's just perfect weather. And the reason people live in San Diego, we had Minneapolis on July 6th. Humidity was down. It was 6.30 in the morning. I decided to go for a walk. Sun's rising. As I'm working down my way to the uh, West River Road, right by the West Bank area, towards Bohemian Flats Park, I heard some fireworks going off, loud fireworks. Um, and once I got down to the Bohemian Parks area, I got on the parkway, walked towards the park, and um, got by the park entrance where the cars can drive in and out. And as I was approaching, I could see at least six, possibly 12. There was at least two, possibly three cars of, my guess is 14 to 18-year-old Somali kids. Um, I'm familiar with the neighborhood because I'm in the Cedar Riverside area, blowing off the fireworks, right? And as I got to the park entrance, a car approached me and um, one of the Somali youth was driving and there was a passenger in the back seat. And he said, we're just having fun. You know, we're just we're just having fun here. And I, I said, well, maybe your fun shouldn't be waking your neighbors up before seven o'clock in the morning. And um, he said, we're just having fun. And at right about that time, I, I noticed to my left, one of his other buddies approaching me. And I'm not sure if he flew. I, Bottom line is the fireworks went off on the left side of my head. Didn't hurt my face at all, but I went to the hearing audiologist today. It's down 15 to 25 decibels in certain frequencies right now. So I hope I hope it isn't permanent, but it, it could be bad long term. Unbelievable. So you... It was a pretty morning, though. <laughs> you, you have a good sense of humor. I, I know this, but I, it's just unbelievable. You're steps away from your home taking a morning walk, and you can't even do that anymore in, in Minneapolis. It, it's it's disappointing because of the emboldened nature of the population. And I'm f tired of the political correctness. We can call them youths. And I'm tired of the systemic claims. I mean, we've got systemic stupidity in our community, community with regards to decisions being made, whether it's family whether it's our political officials, I, I think we're too busy scapegoating one particular group in our community, but we're failing in so many ways. But let's just start with kids Crazy. that are 14 to 18 years old. And let, let's use the appropriate labels. These are punks. These are thugs. These are hooligans, ruffians, if you're in your 80s, I am guess. But bottom line is we used to call this out. You know, if, if you're a parent of these kids, you should be humiliated and embarrassed. And and the fact that one of our political leaders last year called this out and said, Somali parents, get control of your kids, and was vilified for that. 
And I know, Matt, you called 911 after this happened, and then you actually end up going to the precinct to file a police report. But that's part of this story also, right, that there's not even much they can they can do. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the reality is we need more police. You know, I, if you look at the stats, we have half the number of police that other areas our size have. But they're kind of in a helpless situation also. I mean, once mayhem starts, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm not even sure if there's a camera in the parking lot that could track down these kids. But, you know, I don't blame the police. I wish we had more of them. Um, and I'm not sure what other response you can have. But, you know, we're going to track down, you know, even when we track these kids down, where, where are they going to get prosecuted? <laughs> I I have, I just have lost faith that our political leaders and system is going to create any sort of deterrent effect upon um, a big population of our city right now. And you actually leave Minneapolis to avoid the 4th of July lunacy that, you're right, keeps being allowed to happen because it is allowed uh, to happen every year at this point. We have some video of Somali teens shooting fireworks at at the cops. Very few arrests are made uh, the night that, that it happens. And you come back to the city only to have this happen. Yeah, and Liz, I, as I said, I, I, um, I'm in Minneapolis for a number of reasons. One, I'm helping take care of my mother and, and uncle who are in senior living. But, you know, there's been chaos going on in Dinkytown all this summer, and it's not getting reported. There was a beautiful night. I, I was on the East Bank, the U of M campus, and didn't know my car I was going to walk back to my house one in the morning, you know, full moon out. And, you know... I'm not a small guy, right? But I didn't dare walk two miles across the U of M campus on a beautiful summer day because of the mayhem that's occurring on at night. And that, that's, that's pathetic for a city. What have the last few years been like for, for people living where you do? I know this isn't the first crime that, that you've witnessed, Matt. Well, this is the per- first physical crime that's occurred to me. But, I mean, there's been a string of... Whether it be, so I live in a condo community and all condos across the Twin Cities, maybe this doesn't get publicized, it's probably harder to sell your condo if it's aware of this, but the spate of crimes just in condo parking lots. Parking lots are hugely vulnerable right now because they can get into a, in a parking facility and have access to hundreds of cars. So my motorcycle was stolen twice, two different times. Um, two different cars are broken into. Um, cars regularly, windows being smashed, and, and it, it's, quote, petty crime, but, um, you know, I, I encourage people to watch. There's a documentary called Gotham. It's about the rise and fall in of New York City, and it goes all the way back to the 60s, and the sad thing is Minneapolis is starting to live that first part of New York where we're just letting crime happen, not letting it enforce the petty crimes, people riding, um, public transit without paying for it, those little things add up and to the point where you just don't have accountability anymore. Those kids, the pictures of kids shooting fireworks at a police squad, what does that tell you about our community right now? And that starts, by the way, with a family, uh, whether it be a parent, a singular parent, or a community around that parent saying, hey, this is ridiculous, don't do this. And you've lived in Minneapolis uh, for more than three decades, as you've said, and, and loved it at, at one point. This is the, the city where you 
chose to live um, after after school at the University of Minnesota. Um, and it, it must be pretty hard to to kind of give up on it at, at this point. It it is. I, I'm I'm faithful. I you know I, I believe despair is a sin. Um, I'm you know it's hard. It this the city of Minneapolis has so much potential. The bones, the natural environment, the park system. Um, you know. I've lived here since 89 and saw what I call the glory days where you could walk around Lake Calhoun and there was a thriving environment and you could go to uptown and there'd be restaurants open and all folks of all types and varieties were walking around, right? It was a diverse community back then. Um, what's changed? You know, that we're, I just don't understand um, one, our reaction to COVID, it's not the pandemic that caused us. A lot of our reaction to COVID shut a lot of businesses down. But, you know, it's not the same it was in it, probably the salad days or the mid to late 90s. Um, but, it, you know, just remembering what Minneapolis used to be compared to what it is now. There is this consistent message, Matt, from City Hall. Crime is down. Crime is down. Uh, check out Minneapolis this summer, and the media, of course, just find a parrot that over and over again. What What do you say um, about that, and what do you say to people who believe that message? Um. Well, I I I call it the denominator effect. As far as I'm a math minor from college, getting all the getting all the data, I you mean I've given up reporting, so I I highly doubt. All the crimes that are occurring are getting reported because there's despair in the fact that what's going to get done? You know, why do I even buy? I didn't bother reporting the second smashed car window broken into my car. What, what, what good is it going to do? Nothing's going to happen. Um, so I just, you know, I asked this question. Do you remember what Minneapolis was like five years ago? Do you think we're there? No. And if you were around 10 years ago when it was even better, um, and this is not about George Floyd, this city was, was regressing before the George Floyd incident. Okay. And, um, frankly, um, that incident has been used as an excuse for a lot of bad things to occur that have nothing to do with that incident. And until our city, county, and state officials start recognizing the reality of the situation, um, it, it's not going to get better. It, and and um, I'm disappointed in the police chief just saying it's a bunch of little bunch of kids just causing a little. You know, I, I'm not sure the term he was screwing around on Fourth of July. That's BS. <laughs> These kids aren't screwing around. They're assaulting people. I was assaulted on a on a beautiful morning, on a weekday morning, July six. People are getting assaulted by thugs and criminals. They're not youth, right? When they're when they're doing that property damage and directing it at people. That's assault. And call it what it is. Have you lost a lot of neighbors at this point? I know you've talked about how your plans to, to leave eventually. Well, it, yeah. And, and so the 
I'm fortunate, all right? And so I've been blessed with a lot of gifts, all right? But a lot of people I live around aren't that fortunate and don't have the ability to pick up and move. So I'm not in some highfalutin, well-to-do uh, condo complex. And so I think some people don't have the wherewithal to, to pick up and leave. I do. I, I do have that ability. Um, some family situations are keeping me close right now, but, um, I, the, the neighbor, there's too many neighborhoods in Minneapolis right now that I don't trust. And that's a sad thing. Um, and I'm living in one of them. Well, Matt Gulseth, we thank you for your honesty. Uh, we certainly wish you the best. Well, thank you. God bless you guys. God bless you right back. And that'll do it for this episode of Liz Collin reports. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.